Well, hello folks, and welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton and I'm a rapper. I'm Ty, I'm a web designer. And we love the Nats. Finals, baby. Finals, baby. Not bad. Not bad at Not all. Not bad. Not bad. Boys. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. The game was U.S. of A versus Costa Rica. Everybody get your shirts back it on. It was the semi... <laughs> yeah, everybody put your fucking... <laughs> put your fucking shirts on. Please, thank you. It was the semi-final of the Gold Cup uh, being held in the United States of A. If you're just joining us for the first time, uh, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. This was a pretty good game uh, to start out on, was it not, Ty? It, it was indeed. You, you lucked out if this was like the, the yeah, first man. U.S. game you saw this year. You avoided a, a, a lot of shit. You avoided some whack shit. This was a quality soccer match. Yeah. And uh, we on this show are going to review everything you need to know about this game and preview the game which we can now say is certain. USA, the big one, the, big one, the final, the big show versus, surprise folks. Jamaica? It's Jamaica. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, all right. Ooh. So we're going to get into it all, but first things first, line them up. Line them mm-hmm. up. Timmy get Howard. Both gloves for you. Both gloves for your big beard. Uh, take a third in the glove, center, just in case. Take a, just take, yeah. Can you, can <laughs> you, you take, know. yeah, Howard, you, you get one take of Hedge's shoes, shoes and a few stitches from his jersey to make yours a little bigger. Yeah. Uh, in the center, we're going to have right, Beasler, right. extra, <laughs> extra, extra girth and grip. In the center, we're going to have Beasler <laughs> and Omar Galaxy. Sarboy, Ishaboy, Omar Gonzalez. On the right back, Graham Zussi. Left back, welcome back, Via Fania. In the center, and I got to say, guys, I kind of was pining for what we saw in the midfield. Uh, and I may not have pined hard enough. So from now on, I'm going to follow my intuition. We saw Bradley and Acosta. Pookie, pookie, pookie baby. Kellen Acosta. On the left, we had Darlington Nagby in what I think is his best fucking position. On the right, we had Paulie Ariola Nips, somebody who I uh, wanted to see a little bit more of. Up front, we had Josie Altidore and Jordan Morris. That was our starting 11, folks. The first 15 minutes, the U.S. came out fucking dominant, dude. They came to play. I, maybe not first dominant. First 15 seconds. First 15 yeah. seconds. Well said. Uh, in, the, in the 0th minute, Pauli Areola nips to Josie to Morris on a little breakaway, and Morris hits the fucking post. So all of a sudden, right away, we're saying, Game on. this is kind of cool. Game on. Let's fucking play. Hey, Costa Rica didn't respond poorly, but didn't have a lot of possession. So on both sides, a quality match. Uh, kind of stagnated a little bit in the, uh, around by the 34th, 35th minute. Uh, we saw a Costa Rican tactical shift, uh, which brought out two of our highlight players from our foes, Kendall Waston and Brian Ruiz. Uh, Kendall Waston slotting out to the left. Uh, Brian Ruiz. Ruiz receiving the ball in the middle, uh, forcing a, a couple um, key saves from Howard. Yes. Uh, no goals first half. Second half, uh, once again, Morris is wrongly called for a handball. Uh, mm. and, I'm, and I'm saying once again because of the times he's been called off sides. And he doesn't argue at all. 
or, not a good or sign. the time he's been assaulted on the field and not right all those things peeped. and not yeah. not 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 fucking peeped but that is neither here nor there folks in the 51st we'd see clint fucking dempsey come in the superest of all super subs the deuce so uh, and it would pay off we'd see uh, clint dempsey being tied for first place in assists Assisting Josie Altidore moving up to third place in goals. Josie slots away a one-touch finish after Dempsey cuts up the Costa Rican midfield like it's fucking butter. In the 81st, we get to see another goal from Dempsey, a free kick that he slotted past the left-hand side of the wall and uh, just caught the keeper cheating there a little bit. Um, It was a a classic Dempsey moment because he kind of had to have some creativity and ingenuity to even think it was possible, and of course he had to have hella skill to make it happen. And that was it, folks. This game would end 2 to nothing. We'd we'd get to see uh, all three subs used. In the end, Josie Altidore gets taken off for Zardes in the 81st, I think, essentially just because he took his shirt off in celebration, which, which, whatever, dude, do your thing, but that's that's what's going to happen. He had to show us. Show us he, the nips. He needed to show the us famous his, nips. His, his, his now famous <laughs> nips. Polly Ariola nips is, is over there. He's not sad. Jealous. He's not He's sad, but he is a little. Mildly there, there's jealous. A little, there's a little. There's a little. Yeah, it's a lot of attention for those nips. And then we get to see Dax Bradley. This fucking game answered all my questions. It's crazy. We got to see Dax Bradley, and uh, as Ty said, it was a little bit of a mirror there. Uh, they kind of were in the same spots all the time. Peanut butter and, and peanut uh, butter sandwich. <laughs> which is not bad all the time, but I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Ty, what Sticky were your <laughs> what were your uh, thoughts here? What were your first impressions coming out of this game? A two nil victory against a strong Costa Rican side, uh, side, uh, and uh, a good spectacle, good match. Yeah, it was not a dominant performance, but we were uh, we were very clearly clearly better than Costa Rica on the night, um, and better than we've been uh, the rest of the tournament. the The defense was relatively solid. Uh, the chances that we did give up, Howard was was well prepared for. Sure um, was, including including sure one was. or two pretty spectacular saves. I yeah, I love the the, yeah, the kick was. save on the the early that chance was tight. on the yep. Ruiz chance. The Ruiz chance, uh, yeah. Or yeah, it was well Ruiz kind of made well, the, there made was the a dra- but, right. Yeah. There was a dragging leg save yeah. that he had. Um, which which might be what you're thinking of, and he also had a, a breakaway like forearm save, like a sweet mm-hmm. ass for like yeah yeah, uh, yeah like Wonder Woman forearm save, just bad <laughs> as fuck exactly <laughs> magic bracelet. So uh, so yeah, the 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 performance was was really solid. The game was very entertaining, which I uh, appreciated yeah, after after a couple genuinely. rough watches in recent yeah. times. It was Fucking. slick modern soccer. Yep. Yep. Um, the the Costa Rican. Tactical acumen show, showed through very well. I thought they played, uh, they played very well. But the you know, uh, that that sixtieth, seventieth minute when when the class begins to show a little bit more uh, well, was and I was think the turning point. Fitness too, a little bit fitness. Well, yeah, yeah, a lot fresher legs. But the the those are kind of one and the same in that I think fitness can can emulate class. You know, in the first half, and and they can do enough running that they can. Uh, uh, see, that they can keep up, but the, once those legs get heavy, you know the 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 movement leading up to the to the Josie goal is Nagby first dancing around in midfield, you know, shuttling That's the ball right. from from deep. Nagby, uh, who was fantastic, uh, and then it off to all game. Nagby, oh yeah, we'll get to him. So, um, 
Nagby to Dempsey, who who carries the ball 30, 30 yards or so upfield and then finds the perfect ball to Altidore. And, and the whole time, it's a Costa Rican defender half a step away, half a step away, half a step away. And those are half steps that in the first half would have been closed down. But in the second half, the U.S. Uh, was able to find the find the gaps, and and the U.S. was very patient because I think they they recognized that that they were that they were superior, that the breakthrough was going to come, um, and it did. So I, I was I was really pleased with the team's performance, um, but even more so, I really enjoyed the spectacle of a a full uh, stadium, a, a stadium near and dear to my heart. As I dropped a little reference in the last show, I'm a Cowboy fan. So I've watched the stadium a lot. I don't think the U.S. has played here um, yet, if, unless I'm missing something. Uh, it's a stadium that is... that is. Uh, Folks, reach out to us. Fact check us at WTP Pod. Let us know. Maybe, maybe we have played in, in this stadium maybe. before, and we're just forgetting. Um, but if, and, and, and if we haven't, we, we should have, because it's, it's this sort of... Uh, How American can Sanctuary you of Americanism. It's this neon megachurch of sport that's that every every surface of it is is gleaming and shining and new and and that's that shit we do like excessive and there's there's like crazy beer signs everywhere and there's this the giant screen where every time you look at a player it's like proof of the addictive nature of television that even a professional athlete in the the most key moments of their life can't avoid staring up at a giant television because <laughs> <laughs> the entire game every time there's the ball goes out of bounds it cuts to the players like craning their necks to look at this freaking thing as it does in all of the football games as well um so so yeah so I, what I, a wonderful what a perfect setting for the u.s to finally uh come of age make us proud uh and for this team to begin to gel and begin to find its rhythm and its character and even even more of its uh, grit and steel, uh, which which we have shown a little bit, you know, getting totally beat up in CONCACAF, but but um, more directed, you know, every 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 move this team made felt uh, cohesive today. Ty, why do you think that is? What is what was the difference? Why was this such a better U.S. team? Ooh, it's a great question. I think I, there there will always be multiple uh, factors. I think a principal factor is the presence of Nagby, who who has affected both games that he's been involved in significantly. And uh, during the last show, we talked about whether he's he's better in the middle or out wide. And um, as a result of this game, my thinking has started to shift more towards what you were saying. Thank you. Persuade me a little bit that. Thank you. Um, I don't know if he is actually a better wide midfielder than central midfielder, but as a wide midfielder, he is so much better than the alternatives that we've had in this tournament. You think of him, him versus uh, Zardes. Are you kidding me? Like I the know, the not amount of close. runs that Nagby makes in fifteen minutes I- exceeds I just uh, think Zardes' here, career with is, the national team. It's ridiculous. Just his ability, his ability to kind of like lithely glide past defenders is so astounding and and magical and and rare. It, it, it uh, truly to, is. He's US a fucking shirt. gem, and I think I he's honestly think he's underrated in the world's game. Like I, I, I think agree. what he does is just not statistical. And if I was Nagby's manager, I would say, "Don't sweat it, dude. Everybody's telling you to like step up and like score more goals. I guess 
don't fucking worry about it. Every time you get on the ball, our team gets better. You play out wide. You're not a, you, you, maybe you're not a stat sheet guy. Maybe you are. It doesn't matter. You're doing it and, and just ha just do it more. Do it as much, as hard as you possibly can, whatever that thing is, because I don't think anybody understands, has fully wrapped their head around what Nagby is doing on the field. Like, yeah, because agreed. it's not statistical, it's, it's, and it's so uh, it's such a wonderful thing about this game. It's indicative of this game that that this uh, the he, he can have this mysterious effect on the momentum because of something about just the character of his movement. You know, you right, don't even right, right. The, so. Um, and and I think it's better on the right. And I think we you know to be consistent with some other WTP philosophy here. Um, you may not, one may not agree that Nagby is better on the wing than in the middle. Fine. But I think that, and if you agree with me on that, then it, uh, you, you may also agree that he ought to play there or not play. We shouldn't be putting him in, in, you know, in the midfield just because he's better than maybe the alternative or we're not sure about Acosta or whatever. I don't, I think we should play him where he's most incisive. And I think every time he gets the ball on the wing, it feels like scoring when he's good in the middle. I'm not saying he's not good in the middle, but he can do it, but he's using wing winger tactics in the middle. Excellently. Mm. He's, mm. but mm. on the wing, he can just do his winger thing. It's all, it's, it's all these long straight lines, you know, a, a true center midfielder is going to make these triangles with the ball, these even between their own right. feet and, and, right. and in the way they dribble. And Nagby makes these lines, you know, these diagonal right, right, right. with little angle changes that you just subtly moves him around players right. similar right. to the way Pulisic does. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there, there's a very apt comparison uh, there. I think um, one a thought that occurs to me is, Typically, when a winger is uh, successful at that aspect of the game, at, at shuttling the ball, you know, 20 or 30 yards upfield, um, the next question is, oh, can they score? Can they, you know, deliver the killer ball? Can they whip in a great cross? And, and those are not Nagby's strengths. He, he's, he's very good at drawing fouls. He's very good at uh, being, you know, the, the second-to-last pass kind of guy. Um, That's right. What, what like occurs a, like to me is that maybe a role for Nagby would be actually a little bit more defensive responsibility, like uh, sort of a, a, a more of a traditional wide midfield yeah. role where he. We've he all is, seen how um, clinical he can be on the slide from his most recent yellow card. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. His, <laughs> his impeccable challenge that was given a yellow. He he is quite solid defensively. He always puts in a good shift, and I feel like he's someone who could combine with someone like Yedlin, for instance, very well. Where Yedlin uh, could use a little bit of defensive cover, and Nagby has the 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 skill to. Uh, to to supplement a, a a fullback in a in a significant way, um, sure. and interchange with them, and and kind of take turns uh, terrorizing the the left side of the opposition. I will add. I hate I hate to say it, dude, but I would want Bruce to go back on his word and have a discussion with Fabian Johnson at this point. Because well, well, what do we know has been decided about Fabian? Well, What's there's been... this whole line of storyline with him that there, that he just wanted to know what his position was, and Bruce early on said he's a right, he's oh, he's a midfielder, yeah, fullback, fullback, fullback. right? Oh, right. No, so, no, uh, that he's a midfielder. Okay. So that's yeah, so yeah. that's why the Viafania thing. Viafania has all these fucking games because Fabian Johnson is allegedly our number one left midfielder. 
Right. I think Darlington Nagby is is just as good at what Fabian Johnson does, and I think Fabian Johnson is better than Viafania, just athletically. I, I think right, Viafania's right, playing right. to his yeah. personal max potential, and I'm proud of him, and I think it's great, but he's not better than Fabian Johnson at, at left back, and right. I think I think it should be Johnson Nagby right now. Yeah, yeah. I think they those two players are actually pretty... Uh, their 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 arcs are are intriguing, and in that I think maybe ne- if if Nagby was uh, a little less tantalizing, he might be one of those um, wing backy kind of players who ends up being playing playing between both uh, roles. But he he does pop up with these moments of attacking magic that are just outstanding. So, and we we have yet to see that really in a, in a U.S. shirt. So maybe uh, maybe the final. It'd be pretty exciting. Um, and, and then not so that to Fabian go back to John- other... Fabian Johnson is not in this tournament, folks. For for those some Indeed. some of our listeners are new to the team, and that may have been confusing. We kind of uh, made our way into a general discussion about a potential, you know, a World Cup qualifier squad or something like right, that. Right, right, right. This here is the Gold Cup. This here has been a tournament in many ways about learning more about mm-hmm. uh, our third choice or second choice players and trying to establish what the depth chart really is right. uh, and a huge story in this tournament as well is is uh, the our veteran players joining and making a difference right. um, perfect example is Dempsey maturing into yeah. a sub more of a substitute role yeah, proving yeah. that proving that he can do it in both this game and the last I would argue that his impact on the game was not goal scoring. His biggest impact was goal was chance creation, uh, yes. even though he did finally Absolutely. score in the 81st minute here. And that's a that's a uh, metamorphosis Dempsey, you know, less minutes, uh, more uh, farther back in the chain, that, right. you know, right. in the buildup. Uh, right. Ty, what were your thoughts on Dempsey and how do you think he's going to uh, progress moving forward with this team? Yeah, I mean, he was obviously sublime. And as long as his movement can be um, can be there, I think he can can continue to contribute in this same way, being more of a chance creator. I think there there might be a time, it might be next summer, where he essentially has to be the only guy who's not tracking back, and he has to kind of operate between the you know between between thirty yards out from goal and zero yards out from goal <laughs> the entire match. You know, he might he might reach that point. Um, but for now, while he has that, he has that mobility to make those, uh, those bursts into, into dangerous, uh, areas still, I think the, the role that they have him in is, is really strong. The kind of false nine, um, uh, slash number 10 so, role where he's, he's, uh, he's there to receive the ball, cause havoc, draw lots of attention and create the opportunity for, for runs, either runs from a center forward or runs from wide. Um, he is. And if he, he ends is. up on the on the end of something, then he does. But uh, but primarily, he's there to to facilitate the build up, and I think he's doing an excellent job of that. And the the free kick was just superb. Uh, so, I love it. So, so the other thing Dempsey is always going to give you is just magical moments. The dude yes. is a fucking artist. The free he's kick an is artist. an example of it. Like just a moment of. Of ingenuity, of yeah. creativity, of I think uh, curiosity was. Uh, it's been described as like curiosity. I think that's a great way to describe it. He approaches the game like a a child playing with clay and does things that are not in the playbook. Some of his touches go right. off his body and around his his path in ways that I find myself pondering over later the strange what, geometry what were the, yeah, what were the angles yes, that right, led right. that led to that 
Right, um, right. A couple. I, I'd like to mention a couple broadcast gems, as we always do. WTP is about more than just the game on the field. Okay, guys. Uh, a couple. A couple gems here. Stu Holden, first of all, said he knew it was in, and I. I, I think he did, based he on based did. on the way he reacted. Uh, but my favorite gem from the game was. Okay, uh, Dempsey is now tied for first place of all time. Congratulations, Dempsey. Clap, 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 clap. They put him up on the list. He's number one on the graphic. And Landon Donovan is like, hey, why, why, am, I not, why am I second? <laughs> and the explanation is one of the other broadcasts is, is like, well, it's, it's alphabetical. Alphabetical after, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, and he's like, if only I was Landon Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the uh, the janky post game stream, so I didn't get the Fox. Dude, if broadcast. only I was Landon. That's, that's fabulous. If only if only he was Landon Dedevin, that would have been so much better. He's, he would have had fifty eight. He would have scored an extra one for just a little bit longer. So it's a new Dempsey. It's a metamorphosis Dempsey. Uh, it's gonna be a different Dempsey, kind of like what Zlatan has done uh, with his career, although sure, in reverse, sure. sort of. Well, you know, and Zlatan. Um, yeah, I but, did want to um, point out, I as a as a result of seeing the the janky after whatever uh, uh, replay replay feed, um, you get a little bit more of the post game stuff and and his his post game interview. I'm not sure if they showed it on the who's who's post game interview. Fox, uh, Dempsey's. He he oh, was I as emotional was... as he he ever gets, which was to say, uh, I've been through two heart surgeries. Yeah, and dude. so to be out here on the on the field playing is a dream at this at this and, level and you you forget i mean you honestly forget because it, it he he was like you know he was gone for 12 months and he came back and he's himself and and copa america last summer he was he was brilliant and you have so there's, to yeah you're so right ty it's it's, it's, it's easy so to easy forget to forget that, that this, this dude's career was completely in threat yeah and he was sitting there a few goals behind the record saying exactly. i might never play again like it might not be safe for me to like walk around and shit exactly Exactly. Yeah. Like it's, it, it really is an astonishing story. And, um, I was, I was pleased for him to be able 30. to do something like that. It's 30 for 30, baby. 30 for 30, this, please. This, this, that goal will be a 30 for 30 segment at some, in his documentary at some point, 30 for 30, because, especially please. because it's in Texas. And hell uh, yeah, to, this is right. Home stadium or whatever. He's like, he's close to his fucking fan. To close the loop on the, the Cowboys stadium a little bit. Um, the, the the stadium impressed me. Well, let's see. I love for them to be playing in the stadium because it is such a such a a monument to Americanism, um, and it is a it is a, a world class ground. And a, a, a tangent to that is that the game had the shine and sort of um, patina of quality. Like there's there's just something about the. I don't know the way that the way the the, the lighting worked or the field it, it it just had had this colorful zest that that took some of the mediocrity out of this g- crap gold cup <laughs> and uh, can't and, can't and argue I, with I that it, it's it's been a crap gold cup and this game the class really went up not only on the field but yeah in the in the presentation the product, as well the, the product was angles, good it was the fucking product the wave yeah. the wavelengths exactly it looked like Old Trafford at night and um, hell yeah. So an American version. So, but what impressed me most of all was the crowd, because when I saw the crowd, I assumed that uh, it was like forty thousand plus, and I assumed that it was um, because the Mexico game was after, which <laughs> says a lot about where I'm at. 
in with, <laughs> but the crowds in the, in the gold cup is important. Have been can can be very disappointing at times, and sometimes you yeah. you go in thinking, oh yeah, you know, it's like we'll we'll fill that place, and then like even right. even places like Seattle have had some kind of disappointing turnouts at at times. Um, and so I was, I was pleased to see that, no, in fact, uh, Mexico's game was the next night and they were really just here to watch the Costa Rica U.S. game. Watch the Nats, um, And the, baby. the stadium was loud and the, in the, in the Cowboy Stadium, when the, 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 uh, the tunnel kind of comes out through this like bar that you get to go into if you're Jerry Jones's friend or whatnot. And so then you always have these like people, you know, cheering and taking selfies with the with the players and stuff. And there was just something about the whole vibe of it that felt very big time and very, very, um, very, very significant. You know, the whole the whole thing felt significant. And it I really sure liked did. That. And and you know, the game is progressing when it's playing out in public and you're not embarrassed. Yes. Does any, yes can anybody indeed. else relate? Reach out to us at WTP Pod. I work in restaurants myself. Uh, it's a good time. It's it's wonderful. And there's televisiones at the restaurants, and they they play these games at right? the restaurante. So, so <laughs> at the restaurante. <laughs> so there was a period of time being a fan of this team where the the game was not being played on on television screens unless it was the World Cup. That yes. period has passed. The game, at yeah. least in Seattle and and in Baltimore, where I've also I guess had this experience. It's being played, but I've often been embarrassed and and just had to listen to potential new fans turn the turn away the the opportunity to be a fan of this team That's because right. of lame shit. Just, just out all the lame reasons. You all know what I. You, you all just, know like all just, the just lame shit. Just Google uh, Giassi Zardes highlights, and <laughs> and you'll see why more Americans don't like soccer. You will either find what we're talking about, or you won't find anything because the man is not very highlightable. <laughs> sure. uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Just so, Google image search traffic cone. So and that, for me to be show you his playing style. To be um, working, to be working, to have like to hear. I'm passing by. I'm seeing good shit on the screen. I'm not really getting to fully watch the game, but I'm, I'm looking up. I'm like, Ooh, this is cool. People are into it. Nobody's making fun of it. The restaurant yes. is about this game for the, while it's on. Like the restaurant became about this game. I'm serving tables. The dude, my my homie, tells me, dude you know we scored i'm like tight who scored was it dempsey yes it was dempsey tight i like celebrate a table like overhears it and they don't think it's weird or anything they're like happy also even though they they probably don't care as much it was just like this is this is how it's supposed to be to be like a sports fan you know you're not it's not supposed to be like embarrassing (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) which it has it 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 can be at 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 times so this was rad this was rad like like yeah clayton what are you doing in your in your room for hours on end making no noise (laughs) Um, right i'm being like nervous i'm being nervous while watching my favorite history i'm I'm enjoying this (laughs) yeah I love that. Oh, yeah, uh, get, out, get out, get out there. Be proud. Be, what are you doing? Be proud, fans of the Nats. But I, I love the um, questions I get more and more, which are about specific players like that, where people say, "Oh, was it Dempsey?" It's like, okay, they know that Clint Dempsey is a guy who's playing for the team. That's yeah. a step up, you know. And I, and Fuck it's actually yeah. a benefit. It's it's of benefit that Dempsey scores such a large proportion of our goals when he's on form because. Uh, it, it cements the idea that, you know, the U S playing involves this guy doing well, as opposed to explaining, Oh no, no, that one, that one was uh Polyario Nips. He, he, you know, 
he he fumbled it into the back of the net with a, <laughs> with a shoulder or you know it was oh it was an own goal from you know right there's uh, something important about that continuity where yeah, you can take yeah. the name you know and then you watch <laughs> the screen and that's the guy who shows up and fixes well, all it's the problems well it stars you know? right it and and that's what and a star is that's speaking what a star of does. speaking of the cowboys stadium Sorry to go on about, about God this. God damn, dude. But, you but, are all, this is hilarious. Uh, like, the, I think it was like 15 minutes ago you were like, this is the last thing about the Cowboys. This <laughs> the last thing about the Cowboys. <laughs> um, part, part of the reason why sports succeed and fail is, is stardom, you know, and, and figuring out the players. Because, like, in any sport, the, I think the influence of the star can be overrated. Because you, you, especially in a game like soccer or football, where you have so many people on the field, you know, basketball is a little bit different because there's only five guys. Um, but like baseball, especially, you know, one, one, uh, one elite player is not going to move the needle that much. You know, the, the best player is going to get you uh, fractionally better as a team. Um, and and I think soccer, soccer is much the same way because you, you, take, you take Messi and you put him on, you know, Venezuela or whatever, and, it, and and the effect is not the same. Um, so so there's there's. Well, a... I think I think in sports it's magnified. Sports team sports. This is a little meta. Team sports meta. Uh, are individuals uh, forming into a group, right? So I think I think when you have a star, they the this the or rather when you have an excellent player, because being a star is is a different thing a little yes. bit. But when you have yeah. an excellent player. Um, their effects are magnified by the players around them. Uh, I, okay, so last thing. So I just wanted to emphasize that that stardom is incredibly important in establishing the brand of U.S. soccer. And while we uh, while we wait for the full blossoming of Christian Pulisic, which I promise you has not happened yet, um, having someone like Dempsey who's been able to carve that out in such an inhospitable soccer environment is invaluable. And so it just makes me it makes me happy to see him uh, to see him reach that mark to um, to to, you know, cement himself as at least as good, if not better than uh, than than Landon and and even more influential. And then one last thing about Texas. It's your boy, Landon Danovan. It's your boy, Landon Danovan. One last thing about Texas is the 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 ongoing saga of uh, Kellen Acosta. And we we've talked a lot about. Uh, his his up and down kind of performances so far. He got the chance to play in this game, which, on top of being the the most important game uh, in in terms of consequences of his career so far, happens to be in Dallas, where he plays his club game, where his family is, where he grew up watching the frigging Cowboys, and so he's coming out. It's like magnifies the 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 effect of that pressure so much more to be in that in that circumstance, and he stood up to that to that occasion, which was one of the big questions that we had going in was when shit gets you know big for Kellen Acosta, can he step up? Um, this and is so true, between and I between think, this and match I, and Azteca, I feel like that fear is dissipating a little bit. I don't know what is, to I think, what to put his you, bad games that, down to, but the, there's something to him in these moments. There absolutely is, and now that you've framed the story in such a clear way, I, you know it, it. To me, makes a lot of sense, and and is is actually congruent with the things that we know about Kellen Acosta, which is that he's very good, he's very capable, um, but the familiar is important to him. He needs that. So I think mm. for everything to escalate, except for the location, and you know what I mean, just the game stuff, 
escalates all yeah. the way there, but his fam is there, the weather's whatever, the you know, familiar setting. He's sure. he's walked these streets. Um he's showing he's he's showing the guys where the nice restaurants are at. Right, um, right, right. You know, I think that that makes sense and that's perfect for him and that that is exactly the kind of thing he needs. He was not the um solution in this game. But no. he also wasn't the problem. Yeah. He, was he was right in there. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say Bradley was the fucking solution. The dude, Bradley mm-hmm. is the truth right now. He's on point. Um, but Acosta could have been shitty, and we would have noticed heavy. And it didn't. Isn't not it amazing how way. much better Bradley is playing than under Jurgen? Huh. Go figure. Go figure. Go like figure. Being, being uh, secretly pissed all the time. Being <laughs> like, uh, like you know, I mean, I, I don't have to tell you. If when you're in a situation where there's there's some conflict with others, that can be, I I know that can be a very difficult, uh, sort of environment to do your best to do one's best. Dude, it can be fucking. I've experienced tense. that. It can be plenty tense of times. and intense. Reach out to yeah. us on Twitter at WTP Pod. I know, I know, I've had that experience. What about y'all's? Hey, uh, talking. Speaking of stars, Kellen Acosta maybe will be, maybe won't be. Hard to say at this point. Dempsey fucking proved it and has proved it Easy. over and over again. Josie has been a fake star for much <sighs> of his career. Josie, and we have been tough on Josie. However, he had a good game last game, and uh, I was down. I was down with that. Good. He he had a good response to all that crazy shit. And yes. today, he has our breakthrough goal in a very tense, very tight very important game. Moment. This is a very important moment. This is exactly what we said we were not confident we'd yep. see from him. Exactly why we were missing Sir Dom. Exactly yes. why we are so interested in Jordan Morris. And yet, he comes out and, and does it. He does the damn thing. Ty, do we think we there's an opportunity for us to see this Josie moving forward? Do you think something is is clicking here, or is this uh, an anomaly? As we know, Josie has said he plays the same every game. He just sometimes scores <laughs> right, and sometimes right. doesn't, which right, is so exactly, not true. But exactly. that is something he has said. It's it's kind of right. like a Kanye-ish thing to say. Oh, I love I love this comparison. It's a, it's <laughs> the comparison is, is so there. It's so there. It is really there. He's a. Uh, <sighs> what's real and what is illusion? I my my money is on illusion uh because I've been burned in the past. But sure. but believe you me, I would be the 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 first guy to get to get hype about a really good Josie Altador. If somehow he is a a a late blossoming flower who all of a sudden uh ha- finds the mentality to score in in big matches and big moments. Um I I I would uh, Obviously, be thrilled. Absolutely, uh, I just don't. We've just my been fear, hurt, you know. It's like it's like a, a an an ex girlfriend coming back who who you even though her behavior is is much different this time around. You just have these memories of her cheating on you. Right. You have you have these memories of of her of her skying balls over the bar from from close range. <laughs> Sky girl, <laughs> yeah. Of her, I thought I, when you said skying balls, I, I I had a different image, different image in my head. Else. Guys, we got a lot. We have an MLS core on this uh, U.S. team. Is that is that fair to say? Right it now, is fair to um, say. you know, we they're sure Pulisic, sure Fabian Johnson, um, you know, I'm sure DeAndre Yedlin. I suppose. Well, hold on. As I list these names, I'm wondering if it's actually true. Maybe it's about half and half. Um, 
The well. How, however, I do think I'll, I'll say this. We have had a migration back to the MLS from many of our key players on this mm-hmm. team. Um, we've had Bradley go back. We've had Bedoya go back. We've had Guzan go back. Uh, we've had Tim Howard go back. Josie Altador. All these names are within the past couple years. Um, and these same players are still carrying this team today. I wonder uh, if this is... I wonder if we've overlooked the opportunity here and, and didn't realize at the time when these players were going back. I wonder if we, we, we missed the fact that this is, could be a huge opportunity for MLS. I mean, the, the, every time this, team, this U.S. team plays well right now, it's a boon for the reputation of the MLS in, in the, as far as the, the world is concerned. And, uh, you know, it, our... We have some pretty dope players who are playing in our league for our international team, which is a team that can play well. Indeed, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's undoubtedly a boon for MLS. I I uh, I still don't want them to come home. <laughs> I would still rather have I would rather have you know swarms of fishies doing their best in in MLS and have all of the 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 big guys overseas uh, testing themselves, as as Jurgen would say. Um, but I, I, I recognize it, the, the level of personal choice there, and I recognize the importance to the league of having those recognizable stars, as we've mentioned. Um, but what, uh, to, to maybe shift into um, Jamaica a tiny absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, Let's do it. Oh, yeah. We have to play the thing. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no, we don't. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> we can play the thing whenever we want. All right. All right. So Forget first it. things so, first, guys. Yes. Uh, the, the, we all expected the tournament expected the game the whole shit was fucking everything's all set up usa to play mexico in the final yeah. of the gold cup that's what is supposed to happen everything that's else not is the what preliminary happened. rounds all that's for the that's one game of, gold cup at the end yeah that's kind of all i know though as as a as a you know a more casual fan right uh, i i actually have no idea what is what happened how 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 did we get here so so jamaica must have beaten mexico in the semis Indeed, they did. And um, so to touch on your earlier point before I touch on my later point. <laughs> touching on points. Uh, Sky I was and in balls a, I was in a, uh, an, an air, air uh, what, what's it called? Airport. That's the one. I was in an airport uh, last night until, until 1.40 in the morning waiting for an airplane. And I got to Sweet. watch this game with the, the traveling American public, which was really cool. Uh, and and very interesting because there's there are a lot of people I was uh, in in South Florida, plenty of people of Mexican heritage and of general interest in soccer, um, and so the the this game in occurring in this terminal was the single most like focal uh, point of attention in the in the huh. in the terminal. So human which beings was, which are was a really strange experience, and I liked how like what happens is. When you have these like congregations of people who are who are stopping to watch the game, uh, for the sort of generic American figures around, it becomes it goes from being this like foreign thing that is ignorable to being something where there's a little bit of a draw. You know, there's a little bit of a uh, a a shine to it, um, and you saw you saw some people starting to like like ask some questions or start, you know, start, start pondering the game a little bit and striking up some conversations that, that otherwise maybe, you know, four years ago, uh, might not have happened. Um, and I, 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 I thought that was, that was very interesting. And I, I took a little bit of, uh, insight from that into the kind of the state of the game in our, 
in our um, culture. Uh, I think and, that's and in... yeah. So the, to to touch on my my other point, uh, <laughs> sorry to points. monopolize the WTP <laughs> no, air good, here. Dude. Just keep um, touching points. The the MLS thing. One way that you see that in particular is through the the mid tier Concacaf uh, nations. Um, and when you look at the core that Jamaica have in this tournament, they haven't brought their their European stars, uh, West Morgan in particular. They haven't brought um, Giles Barnes, uh, so they're they're relying on kind of a you know they have like a like a B team maybe B plus team, um, and and most of the the key players on the team are are playing in the states, um, and it's a it's a very unique, uh, somewhat unprecedented situation where these these teams have been able to coalesce around sort of a common uh like identity career trajectory where there is suddenly a opportunity in the americas in a english-speaking country in the americas uh in particular for um for jamaican players to to thrive and you see that in particular with the the man who scored the winner uh against mexico kamar lawrence who's come up through the red bull system and has become one of the better uh, one of the better fullbacks in in MLS and is surely bound to to go overseas soon. He's too good for the league, I think. So, um, you, you, it's it's really a, a cool moment uh, where every two years in these Gold Cups we see kind of the maturation of MLS and the importance of MLS, uh, you know, rising even in comparison with um, some of the some of those like smaller European leagues. These are guys who might have otherwise. Gone, maybe gone to college, maybe done a couple years in the Eredivisie or something, and sure. then came back and played domestically. But now they have the chance to play week in, week out against really solid pros and, and elevate right. their game. And the I, whole I, region is elevated as a the result. The whole region is elevated, and the more we elevate the region, the more we elevate ourselves. And I think that Indeed. the U.S. is in a unique position with its league to be a developing ground for many nations and to be a famous to be famous for developing, you know, interesting young players from many nations. Um, I think I, I do just due to the way our, our whole shit is structured and built and the way that it's kind of going in MLS. Um, I, and I think that would be fucking rad. And that's only going to make our young players better. That's only going to make the game bigger uh, in this country. Um, and that's only going to make more people watch the Gold Cup final versus <sighs> Jamaica. Wednesday, July 26th, it will be 9.30 on the East Coast or 6.30 on the West. Wow, uh, that's a morphing accent. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking with reality. It's uh, Levi's Stadium, yeah? Santa Clara, California. Santa our, our Clara. Santa Clara. So, Jamaica. Um, the classic line with Jamaica is always going to be about speed. Uh, and they do have speed. But the way that they use that speed is maybe a little bit different than than people would expect. They're much more of a uh, long ball and and set piece teams. So they're not necessarily going to try to to uh, to to beat you. They're just trying to get into trying to get into dangerous spots where they can put their uh, set piece specialists to good use. Um, and you know, being a former English colony, a part of the Commonwealth, uh-huh. I think you can see a lot of Englishness in their style of play, right, very right, centered right, around right. you know, typically four four two, very direct, um, and this this uh, sort of long ball and, and, uh-huh. and set piece focus. Um, so what we can expect is to to have our backline uh, tested repeatedly. I think they're going to try to take a number of sort of low percentage, high upside uh, opportunities to to lump balls forward. And I would be particularly concerned to see 
uh, hedges, <laughs> hedges in this game so no far, hedges. given the way that he's dealt with um, no hedges, with please. some of that kind of uh, action so far in the tournament. I think the combination of Omar and Beasler in the last game did pretty well at yeah, I'm cool uh, with that. At, at squashing opportunities from from uh, moments like that. There was one particular ball that was uh, cut off on the on the left hand side. I can't remember who delivered the bad pass, but um, it was cut off and, and caused a counter. Um, and Omar and, and Beasler collectively dealt with a long ball really well. It st- stands out in my memory. Yeah, I had no problems with Omar and Beasler, and I've said it before about Beasler. And, and the longer he doesn't make enormous mistakes, the better I guess I feel about him. So uh, yeah, so so you should expect a, a, a very disciplined, um, certainly uh, physical uh, matchup. But the 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 downside to the way that they've been playing is that in the Mexico game they look completely gassed um, going into that the the latter stages of the game and and they they looked certainly the least likely to score they did ultimately score a late goal uh, but their attacks were you know petering out very quickly because they were kind of running out of running out of steam running out of uh, legs um, and their bench options I don't I wouldn't call them the the deepest team I think they can put a solid eleven out there but their bench options aren't necessarily great so. I think the game plan from the U.S. side has to be to to focus on being being solid, being dependable, um, and and eliminating mistakes and just trying to trying to you know uh, make our attacks here and there and get what we can. Uh, but to expect the game to open up in a similar way to, to the to the Costa Rica match in the in the latter stages. So so Ty, what what uh, what can we expect in this game? How strong really is this competition? I mean. Is this is this would this be a wash on paper versus Jamaica is it, or you know is this uh, something closer to what Mexico might have been? Oh, uh, it's um I I would put it at a seventy five twenty five kind of game for the U S. Where um, okay what, so what, and so where would you put USA versus Costa Rica so for some context then? Because that's a uh, strong similar team won, given the roster construction. Similar given the given the two rosters. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe Costa Rica a little bit a uh, little bit better chance because so of whereas Mexico like whereas Mexico yeah. we'd say maybe a little bit better on paper than the U.S. Right? Probably yeah yeah fifty fifty at best. Um, though I think uh, of of the let's see in in retrospect I think it's easy to uh, to to peg it as uh, the U.S. being favorites in that matchup against the Mexico team that came out there, who were flat, never really, never really found a rhythm, never really um, crushed, you know, in the way that they they often do in the uh, against some of the smaller teams. Um, and you saw that in particular against Jamaica, who frustrated them to a to a zero zero draw in the group stage, and then eventually held them scoreless for another ninety minutes at at essentially at home in in the Rose Bowl. Uh, where where Mexico always bring you know ninety thousand uh, screaming sombrero wielding fans. So yeah, Mexico didn't really come out with the the uh, fire that we typically see from right, them in this right, tournament. Right. Uh, the the effects of playing uh, the Confederations Cup in addition to the Gold Cup. It's a lot. Um, after after long European seasons and and so on, um, they they ended up having they had an entirely domestic based team, but I think. Ultimately, it ended up being more of a, a B minus team than a B plus team. Like they they even had guys who could have, you know, made it to, uh, who who weren't on the roster. So in retrospect, it does look like the uh, U S team would have been would have been significant favorites in that in that match as well. But well, um, that's what it means. That's just what it means to be a uh, um, you know a favorite in a tournament, and that's yeah. that's not common for the U.S. This team, uh, by and large, is a is an underdog team in the tournaments that it 
gets the opportunity to play in. But this mm-hmm. this tournament yeah. is is not one of those tournaments for us, just based on the way things kind of lined up. Um, and I, and right. I think there's a lot of wiggle room within there, even being a favorite, where you can judge yay or nay on a team, right? So this this right. this U.S. team can win gold at the Gold Cup and. Uh, have a bad tournament, they can win gold at the Gold Cup and have a good tournament. And I think that's how we need to to watch these games. And I think um, if if you look at the trajectory that this team has had and the way in which some of these stories are coming to a conclusion, the story of, of right. Paul Ariola, the story of Kellen Acosta, the uh, the return of Darlington Nagby, um, you know, we saw a lot of sad. We saw a lot of sad stories. The center back stories are kind of all sad. The you yeah. know the the I I unfortunately have to say Bedoya was get, you know being given the captaincy and and kind of being unable to get the team to play in any kind of cohesive way. You know, didn't he didn't feel like a real leader? I don't you know I don't think his story went so great. But but and Sir Dom's leaving early. But but uh, anyways, the point is this: that I think we are seeing we're seeing a lot of good signs uh, in not only just this game, but the general trajectory of the way this tournament has developed, uh, the way the team yes, reintroduced Bradley, the way the team reintroduced Josie and Dempsey. Uh, it all speaks to a team that has has an, an identity, a character, a, a mission, a goal, a strong, strong leadership. Uh, it speaks to a team that is allowing for growth and development behind the scenes. Um, and, and, and all that, I think you have to begin to give some credit to Bruce Arena. I mean, Bruce has has yet to lose, guys. At a certain point, that's going to become a big talking point. Like, this is becoming a, a fucking, a pretty solid streak. Uh, and he came into a mess. I mean, a goddamn mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's no doubt that uh, however well we've done in this tournament, we would not have done this well with Jurgen. The, <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, let's see. The the stalled nature of the program shouldn't be understated. Uh, uh, in that in that those, those dark dark ages those last were the fall. Dark dark times. Um, and uh, and and Bruce has done really well. I think the the number one thing that I'm taking away from the tournament so far is that the U.S. has an identity of play. Uh, there's there's a very clear um, uh, pattern with a, a tweak or two every game. Uh, that feels that feels consistent and feels comfortable and feels advantageous. I don't think it's genius. I don't think it's innovative, necessarily. But I think it's solid, and I think Bruce is emphasizing the right things. You see, the things that he really gets pissed about are, you know, passing out of bounds, <laughs> and uh, the 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 ball kids stopping fast oh enough. Oh my god! Yeah, Bruce, the mic is always hot, bro. Mike is Mike's always. Hot, dude. Hot. It was, that hot. was a funny moment because he started out like it started out a funny thing, and it's kind of like a a great broadcast win for whoever is like the director of this, you know, oh, yes, in the absolutely. room with all the TV screens. She's like, "Oh, he caught him. Yes. We got him talking about who's in charge of the ball, people, you know." And then it kind of <laughs> escalates, and the last thing he's, he's like, kids he's, "He's like, they got eight year old kids. What the fuck is this?" Like it just it just like is quickly <laughs> deteriorating, and they cut away like. <laughs> You don't realize I, it's it's crazy how much must be said on those sidelines and and uh, yeah I, I I can imagine it feels like it should be a safe space it, sh- it ought to be it people. should be and ought to it be a safe be, space yeah it should maybe shouldn't be miked but but uh, no, Bruce just no, remember but I'm glad it is Mike I'm glad it is, is but he's always he hot. he is delivering simple straightforward instruction to the players 
Um, and I think that that is showing through. I think there's a, there is a cohesion to the team, as you said. Um, now that said, we started the tournament poorly. You know, the, the, the group stage was, was rough. The, the Nicaragua match was probably the, uh, the turning point where the U S kind of had specific strategic objectives and, and succeeded in them. Um, but the first two matches were, were definitely tough to watch. And, um, so, you know, that, that can, can, uh, be seen as a, uh, a negative or a positive, I suppose you could, you could see it as the, um, the, the arc, the sort of like hero's journey of, there of the U S yeah, national there's team a strong, figuring stuff out. There's a strong narrative in tournaments always of like yeah. the team getting better and peaking at the right time. And there right, is right. something to be said for that, but that doesn't mean you have to walk in the tournament playing like ass. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That. Yeah. I, I hope we don't we do world just cups never like that. play like ass. Um, yeah, let's try to never play like ass. So, but the the things that the, speaking of the World Cup, I you know we we've seen these players before for the most part. It was exciting to see some new guys, um, and it continues to be some of the younger guys. Uh, but ultimately, you know, we don't feel it doesn't feel like we have uh, uh, many new World Cup winners on the team, right? It, uh, unlike when we have our uh, our you know, shining star, Mr. Polisic out there who, who is single-handedly elevating, you know, the level of play of the team. This feels like a similar level to the players who we, who we usually have. Um, maybe Nagby being an, an exception. Uh, and so you, you, you look at the team and you think, okay, well, what's really important about this kind of group and what we can achieve are those patterns are the, that kind of like cultural stuff. Like, figure like developing a winning expectation like we've talked about a lot when it comes to world cup qualifying and um yeah and, creating, and having, creating having a, a team rhythm, that having... when you create a team that when a, a world cup winner does develop they're stepping exactly. into a nice situation they've got exactly. a tactical exactly. lineup of philosophy yeah. they've got people who you know a, a culture around the team yes a clear absolutely. identity with the team and that yeah. allows for players to grow more than they would in a fractured environment um, or in, you know, whatever, what, what any number, any number of shitty situations that a national team yeah. can have. Well, like you look at, you look at someone like, um, Gareth Bale, uh, a, a modern example of this effect, but, uh, a, a lot of players have been kind of born into, um, nations that just don't have strong teams and, and they, what ultimately ends up happening is that the team becomes about them and the tactics are about them and the attention is on them and that's it. And that's, it's not particularly helpful at actually for actually building a, a cohesive soccer team. Yeah. So like this you saw is this the time the, where we lay the brick and mortar for, for exact difference exactly. makers like, like Polisic. Right. When, when you have that solid ground, you can, you can take advantage of, uh, you can take the best advantage of having that, that kind of player because there, there are, you know, you're, they're not warping the fabric of the, the way that you play. They're just making it that much better. So, um, I think, yeah, a lot of positives so far and, uh, and let's hope for another good one, um, on Wednesday, but to, uh, to, to touch on MLS a tiny bit more, um, the, Touching the, on points. The, this uh, Gold Cup final has ended up being essentially like a strange MLS all-star game. Like you know, they used to do like U.S. versus international in MLS or and and uh, hockey and stuff. Um, where it, I I I'm gonna do the math in my head. It'll probably be like eighteen out of twenty-two starters play in MLS, something along those lines. Um, and the Jamaican the Jamaican tie, uh, side. Uh, do not have the caliber, you know, that not the number of MLS all-stars and big transfer fees in relative terms that, that the U.S. has. 
but we see in in MLS in that very same league uh, that a lot of the time it's it's cohesion and identity and um, uh, togetherness that that matter and a, and a game plan uh, that matter more than more than than personnel and and stardom. So um, that's that's the only thing that makes me hesitate a little bit when you ask me that question of like what what's our, what are our chances here because I'm so used to players you know, uh, to, to Andre Blake's Philadelphia Union, for instance, coming up with these huge wins over teams where you're like, holy crap, like I thought, I thought there was this giant golfing class, but the way that MLS works is that there never seems to be that great of a golfing class no matter what. Um, and there tend not to be dominant teams. And so I, I wonder if that might have some bearing on the way that this game plays out, but, but who knows, just a, a, a half-baked idea. It's a half-baked um, idea. Half-baked idea. It's a, it's a, the game it's will a half-baked MLS-y. life, Let's folks. put it that way. It's going to be MLS-y. It's an it's interesting twist because it was at one time slated to be a Liga Emma Equis uh, yes, you know, versus MLS Centric. thing, and yeah, now now right, it's right. MLS versus MLS. Kind of nice to have the whole region watching the uh, our league's players. I think that's pretty cool. I love it. If you're enjoying the show, uh, shoot us a review, dudes, uh, on the iTunes. It helps us very much. It's the number one way in which you can help our podcast grow to podcast stardom and and join the starting eleven of podcasts about this game in this country. Right, and that's our goal. We, we, we want to be up there with, with, the, with the biggest of them. Two so, gloves. So five stars, two mics. please. Two mics. <laughs> Yo, this is good. Get we need there. two mics. Uh, get out there, <laughs> people. We the people. If you do so, uh, I can almost guarantee that we will have the head coach of the U.S. men's national team, Bruce Arena, read your review uh, on the show. It's that, he's that's, a little busy that's, right now. He's a little busy at the moment, but it's a... He's going to catch up. We're, you know, that's a thing that happens on this show. So if you're, if you're just joining us for the first time today, uh, you know, stick around for another couple episodes uh, and, and get a load of that when that happens. Let's do a little hopes and fears. Hopes and fears. Folks, hopes and fears. Fears, the portion of the show folks where and we, hears. folks and hears, folks <laughs> and beers, beards, <laughs> folks with beards. Oh, I have a fear. I have such a fear. What's the fear? Um, so my mind goes back. We think of a, a, a very MLSE final. My mind goes back to a final Ooh. played between the Columbus Crew and the Ooh. Portland Timbers, featuring yours truly, Mr. Nags. Uh, who who well, was a central figure in in one of the crappest MLS final goals I've ever seen, where the entire Columbus side assumed the ball was out of bounds. Nagby took it and just dribbled forty yards with it and then crossed. Um, and uh, so so my fear yeah well is at that least that one had a goal the, the the most recent have Seattle goal, championship too is a right, super right. big letdown. Like everybody every year is like oh yeah. Oh, awesome! I can yeah, get down right, with this right. final, and and I'll watch. Yeah. I'll watch one game of the MLS this year, the exactly, final, exactly, and then it exactly. fucking blows money. It sucks. Yeah. There is there is a, a verifiable history of the MLS final blowing, and um, I I fear that this will be a crap final. That that maybe maybe it won't be a uh, a nil nil stinker, but that maybe it will be a um, like a weird cross shot that just goes in. Or you know a, a a goal mouth scramble deflection that kind of you know pops in by accident off of someone's you know rear, 
Like that's the, the, the these kind of goals that are just that are just um, almost like soccer accidents, you know? <laughs> right, like, right. And everybody no, and, no, and no the skill, American no mentality, intention. the American yeah. mentality is really disappointed by that because yeah. they're already yeah, like, I had not. to wait sixty minutes for a goal and it was a fucking accident. This is the dumbest yeah, shit yeah, exactly. I have ever exactly. seen. I hope, I hope, and I'm gonna, uh, you know, this is, I think, uh, I don't know, speaks to my character. I hope Josie scores first. And I hope Josie proves me 100% wrong about him not being clutch. If You know what I mean? I want Josie to prove me so wrong about Do that it. so that I can cheer my ass off for the homie becoming, finally becoming what we always wanted him to be. And if he's, if he's a late career Super Josie, and that's the story of his career, that he couldn't quite figure it out for a long time, then he came home to the MLS, and he just got it, I would be so fucking happy for the dude, and I'd be so happy for the team. So that's my hope. I hope Josie scores first, because that'd All be right. a sign of good things to come for the Josimer, for the Jos Bear. I like stickers. Because I can put them on my things and, and make my things custom. I like uh, outlet covers because in the times when I don't have outlet covers, I, I, maybe I, I don't know if the outlet cover is the right word. The part of the outlet where you can take it off and then you can see into the switch, the little box right, in right. there. You can, hide, so you can hide small items. You, well, don't, don't advise it. Not a good idea. But, <laughs> but I like them because when I don't, have them i notice very much that it's not there and it feels a little dangerous when i try to plug something in there and i mm. really 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 have a deep appreciation for shoelaces but i don't love any of that shit as much as, as I, I absolutely adore let's go boys the nats let's go let's go to this nats. fucking final let's win it let's take home a goddamn Trophy. gold and let's win some new fans guys let's win some new fans with a sweet ass win it's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. I was having a sandwich. <laughs> Ham and cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Drake is kind of good, I dude. Thought, I'm going to bite this. <laughs> so many haters. So many you haters. are one of Drake's haters. So few sandwiches. You are one of Drake's <laughs> haters. You... I, I'm, I'm so not down. So not down. Does that make you a hater? Is a hater that I you can, so. Is a hater yeah. something that you can self-proclaim, or is it like yeah. is that impossible? Yeah, a, like I'm, being a I'm hipster. I'm a Drake hater. Yeah. You're a Drake hater. I'm a Drake hater. Maybe you need to get. Holla. Holler at me. Maybe you need to take a great Drakecation. Get. Ed Drake-cated. Get Ed Drake-cated. No, thank you. <laughs> you make me sound like a Drake fanboy. In comparison. All right. So what, are we recording a show, or is this our rap podcast? <laughs> no, we're doing, yeah, we're doing the rap <laughs> podcast. We should do a rap podcast. That should be dope. We totally should, yes.